Bigley and Marotta. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bigley Blast. It has been a rough week for Valley Report Cards. Devin Booker got an F for defense by one basketball analytics service. Michael Bidwell got an F from his football team in the NFLPA survey. And as the Suns get ready for a return to action tonight, there is one grade I demand from our NBA team. I want them to get an E for effort, as in maximum effort, sustained urgency, rabid intensity, and real commitment to defense. It is a very strange thing. Thing about our basketball team. They're erratic and wavering approach to playing hard at all times, and maybe it's a bit unfair to expect a collection of largely okay defenders to suddenly morph into something they are not. But if you watch these games closely, you can notice. You can see when guys are taking plays off. You can notice how half-hearted some of the closeouts are defensively, and there is a reason why the Suns rank 26th in the NBA in contested shots, because contesting shots take a lot of commitment and a ton of effort. Now, maybe the remaining 24 games is going to prove that the Suns have so much firepower that all these little quibbles will mean nothing at all in the end. Or maybe some of their obvious flaws will become even bigger obstacles under a white-hot spotlight. Either way, I just want that E for effort because that is quite literally the very least they can do for us in our collective pursuit of a championship. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Yeah, we'll get back to the uh, Suns a little bit later on. We are live at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick for D-back spring training. Just had a good conversation with Mike Hazen. Uh, Tommy Henry. Diamondbacks left-handed pitcher sits down with us now. Tommy, good morning. Thanks for coming by. Good morning. What's happening, guys? I would uh, I would ask you how you're feeling after last year, but uh, early results would indicate you're feeling pretty good. Is that the case? Yeah, I'm. I'm just grateful to be healthy. Um, you know, I think with kind of a one of those question mark type of injuries last year, you know, it's a it's a big weight off your shoulders to clear, feel good, feel healthy. Um, you know, at times through that, it just is a little bit of a question mark. So um, yeah, it feels good. I'm, I'm glad to be out here with the guys. I'm glad to be, you know, playing and uh, have some fans in the stands. Well, super, super nice, nice effort against the Guardians, of course. What has been the psychological process of, of being able to get up and go down and get up again and go up back out there and letting it rip? Yeah, uh, really, to be completely transparent right now, just trying to throw a ton of strikes. Um, I'm a little sore today. I always joke with people that, like, the, the jump from two innings to three innings as you're building up feels like the biggest one. Now it kind of feels like a start. Um, two innings is still pretty short. You can kind of mentally, you know, your body still feels like it's a bullpen type of thing. Three, you know, you can't really disguise that. That's, you know, you're out there for an hour. That's, that's a start. Um, so a little sore today, but just trying to keep it simple, get ahead of guys and, you know, have fun. Talking with Tommy Henry of the Arizona Diamondbacks here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Vic asked you about the the uh, you know the psychological part of it, the physical part of it. After the injury happens last July, what did you go through the rest of the season and in the off season to get back to where you are right now? Yeah, we shut down for a little while. Um, you know, picked up a baseball again, and you know we weren't where we needed to be, so we had to shut down again. Um, and that was you know mentally that's pretty frustrating, right? Like we we initially thought it'd be a couple weeks, and then we'd be right back out there um, and that wasn't the case and so that was tough uh, I learned a lot through that process of you know you battling the mental side of it and, and the frustration and not letting that affect your your work on a daily daily basis because you're trying to do anything you can to get back out there um, 
And, you know, thankfully during the playoffs, we were able to build back up to, you know, three or four innings. Um, and so that, that kind of checked the box of, all right, we're good to go. We're all clear. We're healthy. Um, and so we were able to treat it like a normal offseason. Um, yeah. And so I was able to go through a normal process, build back up normal. And, you know, now I'm, I'm grateful to be fully healthy. All right. So the battle for the number five starter in this rotation, it's really one of the marquee um, sort of, I don't know, job opportunities available. Uh, we've been told it's very, very um, collegial, very friendly. It's a friendly competition, if you will. Your thoughts on that? It really is. Like, that's a, you know, I feel like to outside people that would sound crazy. Um, but, you know, it's it's guys it's guys we've come up together um, and we know each other. And, look, like, we're working together on a daily basis. We care about each other a lot. We're doing anything we can to, to help each other, to push each other, to make each other better. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's it's obvious to everyone that we all want that spot. We all want to want to earn that. Um, but, uh, you know, it it's it's like a... It's like a pickup basketball game, right? Against your buddies, like you, you want you want their neck. You wanna you wanna do everything you can to beat them. But at the end of the day, those are your guys, um, and you're gonna do anything you can to help them too. Tommy Henry, our guest here on uh, Arizona Sports. Um, last year, obviously, was just magical. What the Diamondbacks were able to do, uh, it had a lot of lightning in a bottle feel to it. Uh, you get to all the way to the World Series. Not being out there, uh, being able to participate, you would have been a big part of it. Uh, how difficult was that for you? But also, on the flip side of that, how proud are you of what the guys were able to put together, especially from a pitching standpoint in that run? Uh, it's definitely hard, for sure, like going to be transparent on that. But, you know, that ride, regardless of your role, was amazing. You know, I, I was, I'm blessed to be a part of that. I'm blessed to be a part of that team. And, yeah, from the pitching side of it, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable to watch whether I was in the dugout watching or sometimes watching from the couch um, I was just enjoying you know I love seeing games like that yeah. I think pit, all pitchers do right the shutouts um, or low scoring games especially when you you know you get the lead through the sixth inning and you know the door is going to be slammed by those last three guys right. um, the bullpen was unbelievable the, it was just amazing to watch from a pitching standpoint especially on that stage from from what you can tell from a lot of these um, from your younger teammates how much did they grow from being through that that kind of experience because playing baseball at that high level it can be terrifying the the fear of failure at that level with everybody watching you it's pretty profound so to to watch them handle it the way they did how did they grow from that um I don't even know, you know, I don't know if it's quantifiable. Uh, I think that, you know, any day in the big leagues, you're growing. Um, the experience you get even in the regular season or a regular season start is uh, is huge for anyone's career. And then I think that is just exponential in the playoffs. Um, to play on that stage, to feel that type of pressure, um, and, and then to have success on the backside of that, like, I think you can just build off of that in so many ways. Um, and to be honest, you know, I think we'll see... Uh, the effects that that type of experience has on guys, you know, this season. Um, so it'll be really interesting yeah. to watch. But I think it's, I think it's huge. We uh, we've talked a lot from our perspective, Tommy, about how the Valley is looking differently at this Arizona Diamondbacks team, and we certainly feel it in what we do on a daily basis because of that run. As a player, does it feel different this spring? Like the eyeballs on you, uh, the attention that you guys are getting. For sure, you know the. I mean, the crowds this spring have already been pretty insane, and there's been a huge draw to, you know, the spring training practices in the morning. Um, and, I, you know, I think that that part, to me, is one of my favorites. I think this, you know, this 
city, the state deserves that. Um, I think it's fun to rally around that. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see that continue throughout the summer and, and into the fall again this year. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been really fun to have the stands and or the, the fans in the stands and the buzz for these spring training games well, already. Yeah, if you think it's crazy here, it's been even more insane where the Dodgers are at because of Shohei, <laughs> quite obviously, um, and the huge contingents of uh, contingent of Japanese media there. What do you make of what's going to happen when these two teams meet each other? Because they're coming for you, and you know it. Totally. Um, I think nothing changes from from our perspective, right? Like, we're always coming for each other. Um, And we'll always have that chip on our shoulder. Those games will always mean a lot to us. Um, And we're going to do the same thing that we we always do. Stay in our identity, play hard. Um, And when the dust settles, you know, we'll look up and I think we'll be happy with where the score is at. But, um, you know, that's our mindset. We're scrappy. We're coming for them. And we'll have fun with that. Fantastic. Any issues so far with see-through pants, Tommy? (laughs) (laughs) I've I've heard a lot of I'm trying to get somebody to complain. I can't get anybody to complain. Well, so far. I just think you got to be careful with what you wear underneath. <laughs> How about uh, yes? How about no striped right. underwear? Yeah, right. don't, crazy. don't do the nuke Lelouch and you gotta, wear the you garters. You got to be careful where you stretch and how, where you're touching your toes. And yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Tommy, thank, thank you, Tommy. Thanks so much for stopping by. Best of luck this spring. Glad that you're healthy. Yeah. Glad thank you, you guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Tommy Henry, Diamondbacks uh, left-hander, joining us here on Arizona Sports. We will continue talking pitching next. We'll be. Joined by reliever Ryan Thompson. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Spring training coverage presented by Kona Big Wave. Live from Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Bickley and Murata on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Now we continue on this Thursday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports live at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. D-back spring training. They got a uh, 110 game against the Giants today. And uh, joining us now, sitting down at the uh, set with us, Diamondbacks reliever Ryan Thompson. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks How's for stopping going? by. Uh, it's going well. Uh, let's let's start. You had an interesting year last year. <laughs> you come to the Diamondbacks late in the season and a revelation. Um, Godsend, even. Really. Uh, and your addition to that bullpen really solidified oh. things and all the way to the World Series. Just take us through that journey through your eyes, your experience, because I'm sure it, it had some ups and downs for you. For sure. Uh, you know, last year was, like you said it well, was a journey. Um, you know, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. You know, I always talk about how, you know, the beginning of last year was a huge high for me with Tampa Bay. We started off 13-0. and You know, it looked like we were we were breaking records over there. It was looking like we were going to be the team to beat in the AL. Um, I was pitching really well, feeling good. Uh, it seems like that's how it happens in this game a little bit. You're you're on a, riding your high horse, and all of a sudden you, you trip and <laughs> fall. You know, you, yeah, you there's a snake on the ground, and this horse bucks you off, and you break your neck. You know, that's that's a, that's what I felt like. You know, and uh, hit a wall real fast, uh, and started getting option for the first time in a couple of years, um, and it was really bleak for me. Uh, you know, it looked like there was really no escape for me in AAA last year with Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, there's been a couple times in my career where I've kind of hit, hit these roadblocks where you really learn reliance on God. You know, that was those are the moments where it's like you want to force it. You try to do it your own way. Um, and you start to realize that God's put you in these positions for a reason. And you start realizing some of the conversations you have, some of the personal growth you have, some some maybe it's just a mental unlock. There's certain things that why you're in this position. And, you know, it was a really weird call that I got in August. You know, Tampa Bay had a lot of control 
over me. I have playoff experience. Um, they were in a playoff run. I was a good option for them to just leave in AAA and could help them if they need it. You know, they get certain injuries or whatever. And I get the call that I was getting released, and I was shocked by that, but I was excited about that. Um, you know, I felt like I had a lot more to give, and I wasn't sure if I was going to give it with that team anymore. Um, and so just being able to be a free agent first time in my career and get to choose where I wanted to go. Usually guys in my position would get a DFA and get claimed, stuff like that so I wouldn't get to pick um, and I was a free agent I got to decide yeah and that was that was a lot of fun and Good choice <laughs> yeah and uh, you know it just seemed like the Dimebacks and myself were just a match made in heaven um, coming over here and just the confidence that they're boosting in me you know pumping my tires from the from the beginnings and how much they believe in me that they believe in me to be leveraged right off the bat I went in first game got the save uh, Seawald and Ginkle were I think they were exhausted had thrown like three out of four and they're like Tom we need you um, and I come in and I just have have the role that I had but there's a lot to it you know there's FET in the bullpen our bullpen community that we have like we have like myself Ginkle and Seawald we're getting a lot of the credit last year but man we had a strong group down there where any of the eight of us could have went in any situation and dominated um, and we're down there and a lot of stuff we're talking about just catch play just being able to help each other out like we were such a strong group um, and uh, yeah down the stretch just the way that our team just came together and the unity and the confidence that we had and how much we cared you know that was yeah. that was the big thing like in the big leagues it's like you have this you have this like uh, dichotomy of like this is what we've worked for since we're five years old this is everything to us this is all we care about this is our identity all these things and then you have on the other side where it's like um, I'm too good I you know I'm, I'm the best in the world I you know I don't have to work hard you know you have you see a little bit of this in the big leagues on both sides and you come over here and it's just the culture that we have in Arizona you don't see that side of it it everyone here is here for each other and everyone wants to win every single game even if it's at the sacrifice of themselves we're willing to jump on grenades for each other and it's just a it's such a cool culture a cool environment to be part of that is fantastic now old school Diamondback fans would have never imagined when Byung-Hyun Kim was blowing those World Series games back in 01 that he was ex actually inspiring a young Ryan Thompson to become the pitcher you are and actually help out this team many, many years later. I love when you tell the story of how you became and refined being a sidearm pitcher. It's a small but very special fraternity. Tell fans who don't know that story how that came about and how you perfected it. Yeah, so, you know, it happened when I was a, I was a little kid. I was probably, you know, 10 years old, just loving baseball. Like, baseball was everything to me. Like, my dad and I, we would stay, the only way I could stay up late is if we were watching baseball. <laughs> so we're, we're watching baseball, and he's teaching me, you know, all the details, all the stats. I'd keep scorebook in my living room, you know, stuff. And uh, my neighbor kids love baseball, too. And we'd come over, and we turned my backyard into a wiffle ball field. And we invented this, this uh, league called Major league wiffle ball we uh we wrote down every single roster we had a notebook 30 pages full of every roster on every team and uh we learned all the mechanics of the pitchers and we learned all the batting stances of the hitters and whenever we'd pick a team to be like okay today i'm the angels all right today i'm the dimebacks and so we'd go and we would have the lineup and you have to use their batting stances and, <laughs> and, and mechanics awesome. and so whenever i would choose the dimebacks which i i like to pick them i like their roster back in 2000 2001 and uh whenever i would start giving up some hits i'd be like i'm gonna put bung hung kim in 
and, and then here I go yeah. throwing submarine and my right. my friends could never hit it so I was always like I want to do this but my dad was always like oh you're gonna hurt your arm all this stuff and so you know it was a kind of a long journey until high school where I finally had a coach recommend it to me and that was all the ammo I needed I was like pops like, Boom. Right. here we go right. Right. that is an That's awesome fantastic. story who, if, if memory serves who was your favorite hitter to imitate back in those days do you have one? Oh yeah um I would say I really liked such a I liked Mark Kotze. Okay. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why. It was just like, <laughs> you know how how it goes when you're that age. It's all results oriented. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could use the same stance for multiple guys, but if you're always getting hits with that one name, yeah. it's like that's your guy. <laughs> So, so it's like for whatever reason, I was always hitting bombs with Mark Kotze. Yeah, so. right. So how how were you how are you able to sustain it? Because a lot of people people go, wow, that must be uh, a lot of stress on your elbow and your ligaments. How, how does a side armor stay intact in Major League Baseball? Well, I've had my fair share of injuries. Yeah, but, that is true. <laughs> uh, you know, I I think whatever your mechanics are, it, you just got to be aware of what you're stressing and what you're not stressing. Um, guys who throw over the top, you know, they have different issues than I have. You know, they're they're stressing certain things more than I am. And so the way I throw, I'm stressing more things than they are. And so just kind of being ahead of that and uh, working and being honest with your training staff, I think part of why there's so many injuries is that people are scared to tell the trainers or to, to, be, uh, to communicate what they're feeling because they don't want it to look bad on them, to be like, oh, he's sore today or whatever. But... If you can have that dynamic where you feel comfortable telling your staff, like, hey, I'm just a little sore today, whatever, and they can work it, work through it, um, that's that's how you stay great healthy. Point. Ryan, thanks so much for stopping by. It's great to get to know you yeah. a little bit, and hopefully we can have you on the show again soon. Awesome. Thanks Appreciate for having it, me Ryan. on, guys. Best yeah. of luck this spring. Ryan Thompson of the Arizona Diamondbacks, our guest. We will continue uh, talking Diamondbacks baseball. We'll be joined by shortstop Geraldo Perdomo next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Spring training coverage presented by Kona Big Wave. D-back spring training live from Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Bickley and Marotta on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Awesome. Great conversations already this yeah. morning here on Bickley and Marotta mornings. And uh, we continue talking D-backs baseballs. We are joined right now by all-star shortstop, Geraldo Perdomo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, doesn't it? He nice. Yeah, for sure. I got to get that. It's on the resume. Now you got you got to put it out there, right? I mean, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's all good. Yeah, but I wanted to actually start there. Um, still a young player, very early in your career. But what does that do? Like that process, getting named an All Star, playing in that game, going through that experience with the best players in the game. What does that do to your personal confidence? Um, to me, I come with with the Iceland. They have. A lot on John Thailand, really good, like, players like Papi, David Ortiz, all those guys, you know. Um, for us, I mean, for me especially, it's, it's kind of special. Um, you know, I come with different culture. Uh, I know here is different culture, but back home, like, how we grew up is... It's just you have to be confident. It doesn't matter how the storm may come, like you gotta be confident and believe in yourself. That's why I'm always like 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 that. 
That's great. As they say, you can't walk off the island, which is why you you, you know you hit the home runs. You come with the confidence. You come with the swagger. Uh, one of the great things though was when you got to call your mom and tell her that you were an all star. Was that a highlight for you? <laughs> I mean, it was special because I remember I I I was talking with my agent like a week before that. Um, before they announced the guy, they come for the All-Star game, like the reserve. And I said, well, my agent told me, oh, you got the number to be the All-Star game, but he's probably 100% sure they're going to select Swanson over you and all this stuff. I said, well, we'll see. We're waiting. So I was really, really, like, excited. And I remember have a dream. Then they select Swanson. That was on Saturday, and the list came out on Sunday. So we was playing the Angel. So I was fine. I said, well, I just need to prepare myself and be ready for the next season. You know, um, I'm never going to stop. I, it's part of my dream to, to make the All-Star again. And uh, four days later... Uh, my mom had a dream, like uh, it was in really nice stadium with a lot of fans, with a lot of like reporter, all the stuff. I mean, she don't know anything about baseball, let me wow. tell you that. And I say, I understand what she tried to tell me. And I say, uh, well, it's probably going to be, I said, well, mom, it's probably going to be maybe next year, maybe in a couple of years. I don't know, but it's going to be, it's going to be soon. I know what you're talking about. And uh, the next day, uh, Tori come to me. To tell me like I made the All Star again. That's I say amazing. I don't. He don't know what's gonna happen, and you're an All Star. He told me that I couldn't believe it That's because crazy. literally like a day before, my mom had a dream and yeah. told me about that. That's why I was so happy. But before that, like between of that, I'm I was more happy because the coaches, you know, what the job, what the what the work we put in the up season and working with Is and Joe and and and. And Shorty, like that's why I was like so glad, you know, because we put like a really hard work mm -hmm. to be better every single time. And the only thing I, I was like, ha I was happy. I mean, I was happy to make the also again, but I was more happy because I did for those guys. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, that's really that's why. I was like that. Geraldo Perdomo, Diamondback shortstop, joining us here on Arizona Sports. Uh, going back to 2022, um, I remember asking uh, Mike Hazen after that season, because you played a lot. You played 148 games that year, and that wasn't part of the original plan. Nick Ahmed had some injury problems. You got pressed into duty. You were out there every day, uh, and it wasn't always easy. How much did that year really help you in your development and, and get you ready for what was your all-star year last year? I mean, it's, it's helped me a lot because First of all, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I, I in 2022, I tried to prove those guys like I can be part of the team. You know what I mean? I, I can be part of this great organization, and I was I was ready for compete, mm -hmm. but I could I couldn't deal with failure. Uh, Failure. Failure. <laughs> yes. Failure. Yes. Yeah, I yes. always forget that word. No, it's okay. Um, and I'm glad. That's I have a, a good word to forget, yeah, by yeah, the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I have a like really good coach, like really mental coach, like Damien Easley. You know, he helped me every single time. And for me, I put a lot of pressure. And I know I was one of the worst here in 2022. So that challenge myself to still working hard and playing winnable. I think that the big part, I get really success 
in 2023 because I played winning ball. Mm -hmm. And I feel um, what I learned from there, like from Cano, Melky Cabrera, Emilio Bonifacio, Jeffrey Perez, a lot of... I mean, we can say a little bit old guy. Yeah. They played the show before me for a couple long time. I mean, all those I buy, all those adjustments I make over there, it was it was really special. That's why I can, even if I got like a struggling season in 2022, I can be really high confident because I know what I can do. That's the most important I have. Like I said earlier, like even if I'm struggling, like, I know what I can do. Yeah. And I know... Jesus got a different plan for us, or for me. That's why in, in 2023, that was like a very special season for me. Yeah, and you got so much better as a hitter. Your uh, discipline at the plate was fantastic for the most part. You became so good defensively. You were one of the unsung heroes of the playoffs. What's next for you? Do you feel like you have to continue to get better? Because, you know, Jordan Lawler is one of these young players who've been in the system for a while. They may not have planned on you being as good as you've been. What are your thoughts about you and your game moving forward? I mean, it's just to get better, honestly. Um, I'm never going to stop. Uh, I know my ceiling yet. I know, like I said, I know what I can do. And I'm glad I have really good coaches like those guys. I know I'm going to be better. And our plan is, first of all, is winning again and uh, finish our job. You know, uh, I feel I have only one north. This season is finish what we didn't end last season yeah. is to win a World Series. like it. Well, and you said you're never going to stop. And you told us before we went on the air that your offseason was just work. You're just getting ready for this season. Um, how, how do you see that paying off so far early this spring? I mean, even 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 Gray, I they probably uh, surprised. I probably came a little bit more stronger. Hear the ball a little bit more harder, you know, in really good shape. Obviously, the offseason was short for us, but a week later, after the ball series, I just started like working a lot of agility, a lot of uh, wearing my right hand to swing, my left hand to swing too. Uh, that was kind of the process. I mean, I don't work it too much over there, like uh, playing defense, because I feel that's my strong ability I have, and like having like a little bit like good playing discipline. Yeah, I feel like that's part of my like for my my strength, mm -hmm. but. Every time I came here early, like I pull out for with TP because I know, I know he been helped me uh, in the past four or five years. All those guys, so that's why I pull out for here playing different than back yeah. home. That's why, like I just my focus was there is agility and and hitting. Last question. Uh, one of the highlights of the playoffs was the inning when you guys hit four home runs against the Dodgers. You're the one that got it started that day. How fun was that? <laughs> I mean, it was super fun, honestly. Um, I remember um, the inning before when... <laughs> that always laugh because it made me laugh. <laughs> the inning before when... Uh, um, Lance Lee in a strikeout Longoria. Mm -hmm. He do something like to the fans. Yes. Uh, That's right. So That's right. Oh, when I saw that yeah, when I saw that reaction I said, Oh okay, you will see what's gonna happen next <laughs> inning. I swear I got I don't try I don't try to hit it like Homer. I just try to get it like a good about or get uh this one double in the in yeah. the gap. Hit the ball hard, mm -hmm. barrel yeah. up. Because I was uh, I, I, I smiling when I see that reaction because I knew it wasn't to Logoria, it was to the fan because the, the fan was like, 
sing like a little bit like beep to the Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, fantastic. And um, when I started party in the training, and Marte followed me and walked, that was crazy. Then Gabby, well, that yeah, was I mean, that, I I feel like the most. Impressive team was when ha Gabby hit the foul yep. ball homer, uh -huh. and they shouting and the next pitch hit a homer. I think yeah. that was the the craziest thing ever I've been oh, seen yeah. so far. It's yeah, unreal. And like the crowd was fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm I mean I'm glad that I put the, the the crowd like really hype. Yeah, like early, but when ha Gabby hit a homer, it was it was amazing. That's honestly, Geraldo, uh, you're great, man. Yeah, thanks Keep so much for talking by. Great to talk to you. Best of luck uh, this spring. Thank you, baby. Thank, Thank you, Geraldo Perdomo. Shortstop for the Diamondbacks. Our guest will continue uh, talking Diamondbacks baseball. Christian Walker is going to join us straight ahead here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Spring training coverage presented by Kona Big Wave. Live from Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Bickley and Murata on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Yeah, we continue Thursday. They let us out of the studio today. We're out here at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick, talking D-backs baseball. they got a spring training game today against the Giants. And a man who's in the lineup today for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Two-time gold well, glove winner. He usually is in the lineup, Vinny. That yeah, spring's different, well, though. Not every day. I Christian know. Walker joins us. Christian. Hey, guys. Yeah, hey, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, obviously, um, my, my partner mentioned uh, during the commercial break, a tailwind behind this team. You've been here a while. You were here the last time there was momentum going into a season. You were part of that 2017 team. There was expectations that year. Didn't quite work out uh, as well. How different does this all feel from, from that, with that, that run to the World Series? Yeah, I think the, the biggest feeling for me is is the authenticity of it. It's it's not faked. It's not imagined. It's, you know, the, the city felt, they felt it with us last year. Not that long ago, a couple months ago. Um, I think that buzz is still in the air and, and um, you know, everything down to understanding how much the city loves, you know, loves the Diamondbacks where walking around town, right? People, they're subtle, but people notice you. They, they thank you. They, they try to pick up your tab. It's, it's, um, it's a, it's a very humbling, cool experience. And, yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. And as a team, you don't want to spend too much time looking in the rearview mirror, but that was such a magical postseason run. And for guys like you who have been through some of the downtimes here, when you went back and sort of relived this stuff in your head, what stuck out to you? Yeah, honestly, the, um, the first thing that comes to mind is is how achievable it felt for this team. I think I think a lot of the country felt like we were surprising people, but internally it was it was honestly a part of the plan. We we didn't feel like we were tricking anybody or getting lucky or anything like that. It was like, no, this is the way we drew it up from from day one. And and outside the clubhouse, it's it's hard to see that, but I think looking around the clubhouse, like you you truly feel that this is who we are, and and that feels special. Talking with Christian Walker of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I mentioned it on the way in. Uh, Two-time gold glove winner. Uh, a lot of people consider you the best defensive first baseman in baseball, and I think that's warranted. But you look at the offensive improvements you've made during your career, too. Back-to-back 30-plus -back home run seasons. In your journey, your ascension as an Arizona Diamondback, what are you most proud of uh, individually? Yeah, I think um, you know it's, it's easy to see and feel the success now and um, you know forget where everything was a handful of years ago and, and bouncing around getting DFA'd between the Orioles and 
that 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 spring of 17 was was pretty crazy for me four different organizations um just playing the waiver game waiting waiting to find a roster spot so there was there was a little bit of time there where i felt like you know my back was up against the wall i really had to prove myself and and almost recreate you know myself as a player and, and who i wanted to be so um you know looking back just just really proud of of you know first of all the support that i have my wife by my side all the time it's you know i wouldn't be able to do that without her for sure but um you know just just proud of of where it's all come and and you know just trying to maintain perspective on that you've been uh one of the major power sources in this lineup for many years now you got a lot of additional help this year what do you think of the enhanced lineup if you will whether it's gino or whether it's the growth of some of these young guys your thoughts on what this offense is going to look and feel like yeah it's exciting i can't wait to see the makeup of it and how it all shakes out i think what stands out to me is is the experience too we we got a lot of really good players but i mean we picked up five guys who could all get 10 years of service time this year like that's that's a cool thing right like five new players all at the top of their game and um you know they're not they're not old guys who aren't going to be playing a lot right they're going to be in the fight with us every day and um you know i'm I'm very excited to to learn from them and and obviously have their protection you know having having guys like suarez and jock in the lineup is is going to change everything yep we talked uh to geraldo perdomo uh right before you sat down and he went back to the the inning the four home run inning uh, game three against the dodgers and being part of that yourself what were he he just talked about uh lance lynn and and his little gesture to the fans after ending the previous (laughs) inning with a strikeout and that kind of opened his eyes. What was that experience like for you? Because it was, I mean, it was honestly it one was of the most... It was awesome is what it was. It was one of the most <laughs> magical single frames in, in Diamondbacks history. Yeah, I think that's a great example to, like, potentially the upside of this lineup. And and we've gotten better since then. So, like, you know, he, he went through the lineup, he cruised through the lineup the first time and, and thought, you know, he was getting comfortable and thought he had us in a good spot. And just like that, like, you know, we make our adjustment and, and we thrive off each other's success. And, you know, I want to be the guy who keeps the line rolling. I want to get it to the next guy. And, you know, you string together a few at-bats like that, next thing you know, it's you know, it's a four-run inning. And um, Yeah, it's special. It's exciting. It's electric. It's all the good things. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, I truly feel that we have that in the tank. Yeah, your general manager said there's something different about this group of guys that you go to most major league camps and there's going to be some guys who've got all the talent in the world, but they're, you know, it, the, 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 the connectivity isn't the same as it is here. And what you have here is probably as close to pure as you can in that arena. Do you agree with that? What do you feel about that? I do agree with that, and I think that's a tribute to the type of player that the front office goes out and gets. Um, you know, everybody knows everybody in this game. There's, there's, You can find info on everybody. There's no secrets. There's no tricking people. It's You're not going to fool people into thinking you're a good guy and you're not. It's That's 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 unavoidable at this, at this point, and for them to go out and get a, a certain type of fabric of a player, um, they're easy to relate to. I, I played with Eduardo Rodriguez in 2013 when we were coming up together with Baltimore, right? Like, like you, you just, you know everybody all the time. You, you hear things, you talk to guys, and um, you know, everybody we have truly feels like a, a really good person. That's Diamondbacks fantastic. first baseman Christian Walker, our guest here on Arizona Sports. Um, we talked a little bit about the Dodgers series. They have the National League West title. You have the National League pennant. They want what you have. They loaded up this year. I mean, just your thoughts of you know, having a target on your backs this year 
and how it relates to life in the National League West because they got they got better. Uh, San Francisco had a good offseason. Just your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I felt like we've been in a spot in this division for a while where the attention has not been on us. Mm-hmm. And even though our success last year, it's still not going to be on us, right? And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get fine. that attention. It's, it's, <laughs> it's nothing we're not used to. It's, it's the way it is, you know? It's not like they were – not like the Dodgers were a low-budget team before this year. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, they added a couple really good players. And, you know, honestly, to be fair, like, they've earned that right. They're, they're a great organization. They, they dominate. They, they've earned the right to go out and spend that type of money on players. But at the end of the day, it doesn't scare anybody. Meaning, uh, you know, and, and relating that, how satisfying was it then to sweep them, knowing that that's that's their reputation, that they're always loaded up? Yeah, that, for, it was sweet for the fans. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, that, that felt like a long time coming. They they're they're a good team. They you know you got to give them credit. They. They play you tough. They have they have so many good players and, and they're clutch and you're right, like they just there's always a tough out, there's always a situation and um, you know, especially at a place like Dodger Stadium, those games are so much fun, they're electric. Um, but yeah, yeah, just the whole thing. Like it's it's satisfying and it's it feels good, but um, you know, also like it's a little bit of like, okay, let's let's do it again. Yeah. You know, like let's let's keep let's keep proving people wrong. Lastly, we uh, we've talked in, in many of our visits of just your your stick-to-itiveness in in replacing the shadow of Paul Goldschmidt, then making this your position, then becoming a heritage Diamondback. You've got free agency now in front of you. Your thoughts on that and what that might mean for you, and 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 how that factors into everything. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a fortunate situation. I, there's a lot of guys, a lot of former teammates of mine that, that don't get this opportunity to get to this point in their career and uh, I'm very fortunate and humbled to be able to experience something like this it's it's a crazy game the business is is rocky and unpredictable at times so um, you know proud of that for sure that being said my focus is on this season what happens at the end of the year and over the off season so be it um, you know I enjoy Arizona I love this team um, and and you know all my focus is about bringing Got a World it. Series here Christian thanks for stopping Thank by to talk to you as appreciate always man. You. We thanks appreciate for having it. me Christian Walker of the Arizona Diamondbacks, our guest. We continue here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.